Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And good afternoon, Steve Jones Show for Monday, February 11th, News Radio 1070. WKOK, Steve will be in the Sunbury Motors studio in just a moment. Sunbury Motors, Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, North 4th Street, Auto Plaza, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, on the Strip, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Lots of ways to get in contact with us. Our email is stevejones at wkok.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, our Twitter handle at stevejonespsu. And you can subscribe to our podcast. And thanks to the many that gave us a nice little boost in podcast numbers over the past week. Appreciate that very much. If you happen to listen to the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcast app, please leave us a review. That'll help continue spread the word about the pod. And also, we're available on Google Play. Search Steve Jones Show. Hit subscribe. And then the shows will drop to your smartphone and tablet. You can listen to them anytime, anywhere. And you also have access to three months of shows from our website at stevejonesshow.com. And our Monday edition, always brought to you by Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Visit them on Market Street in Sunbury. When was the last time you checked your policy? You know, life changes. And you need to make some little tweaks to make sure when life happens, you're covered, you're protected, because you want the Purdy people in your corner. Purdyinsurance.com. And speaking of the Purdy people, the great family, uh, they've already started preparations for the annual Truman H. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament, which will happen in early May. So we will have an announcement on that a little further down the road. Of course, the uh, great fundraiser every year for the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club. So we'll give you more information on that as we get it. So we finally made it official. Kyler Murray, he is committed to playing football. 2018 Heisman Trophy winner out of Oklahoma, first-round pick of the Oakland Athletics, but he made his attentions clear earlier today in a message posted to social media. Moving forward, I am firmly and fully committing my life and time to becoming an NFL quarterback. Football has been my love and my passion my entire life. I was raised to play quarterback, and I very much look forward to dedicating 100% of myself to being the best quarterback possible and winning NFL championships. I've started an extensive training program to further prepare myself for upcoming NFL workouts and interviews. I eagerly await the opportunity to continue to prove to NFL decision makers that I am the franchise quarterback in this draft. Murray's announcement comes more than a week after an awkward interview 
with the Dan Patrick Show here on WKOK, where Murray provided vague answers about his professional future. All right. And good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon. You betcha. Hope you had a good weekend. Yeah, it was fine. It's fine. I went. I went to uh, hockey on Saturday night. Very uh, had a great time. I went with uh, Gary Golshevsky, his son Jack. Uh, so we went, had a great time. I was the a fun... the, the Gary Golshevsky, tailgate yes. king. Gary tailgate tailgate king. Yes. Gary, Gary Golshevsky. Yes. Uh, but he's just an awesome guy anyway. So, uh, and. His wife was out of town, so he said, hey, I got a couple extra tickets. You want to go? I said, sure, I'll go. So we had a great time. Went to the hockey game and watched Penn State win 6-2, play well. They won on Friday night 7-2. And the I did watch the wrestling duel meet on Friday night. That was one of the wow moments sports-wise of the year. And it was supposed to be even, bonus points, 5-5. Five, five. And the look on Tom Ryan's face after Roman Bravo Young and Nick Lee won was the look of a guy that had, oh, no, I'm going to have to now sit here for the next 90 minutes and endure this. <laughs> Looked like the air was taken out of St. John there on Friday night. I'll tell you, uh, Jeff Byers called it here on Friday's show. I mean, bonus points, the key. And a phenomenal pin by Bo Nickel. Another duel meet, another pin by Bo. Well, but uh, Nick Lee, uh, Nick Nick swung that duel. Well, I mean, I asked the question because I thought he was going to win. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, I know Jeff talked about it, but remember, I asked the question and why I asked it because I actually thought that he might be better than that guy, and that was a killer for Ohio State. And the difference between Bo Nickel, he's number one. And the Ohio State kid is number two. The Ohio State kid might as well be twentieth, because that's the chasm between one and two right now. That's the chasm, and it is a chasm between Bo Nickel and everybody else in his weight class. Chasm. And remember, Bo's moved up, and he is just phenomenal. But the look on Tom Ryan's face. Oh no. I have to sit here for the next 90 minutes. <laughs> this is a disaster. Bo Nickel has to be in the driver's seat for the Hodge Trophy. I mean, if he does not win that thing, an investigation well, must uh, be must be done. Well, yeah, he's going to have to win the national championship. I mean, let's he, not the, yeah. let's not discount that. He's going to have to win it. But to his win. to lose. But I mean, it, look it, at I mean, it, look it, like it, you it, said it, the difference between him and right. the rest of the field. All right. My goodness. If he if he wins the national title. There's no way he doesn't get it. No way. As long as he wins the national title, which he, it would be the heavy favorite to do right now, he'll win it. But after the last couple of weeks of just going along and being, you know, good enough to win, good enough to win, good enough to win, good enough to win, they took that team with the back of their hand and moved on. Like, get out of here. And I guess they in their pregame, you know, stretch and warm up to get loosened up. I guess they recreated the Marcus Allen Grand Haley play. <laughs> I guess they recreated it. The Ohio State crowd was not enamored. 
Of course, some of them didn't catch on, but that's all right. <laughs> How about that? That is one loose group. They are something else. They're good. Uh, but that was one of those, wow, they're good. <laughs> I said, they are really, really. I mean, we already knew they were really, really good, but they are really, really good. And I think that's the and, last time and, we've seen Roman Bravo Young slam his headgear down in the middle of the mat at the end of the But you know what? You know what? I, that, I, I, I'm, I'm mad about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. He didn't take it and throw it at the kid. He, di- he didn't one-up the kid, anything like that. He just picked up a huge win in his return. Go, yeah. Right? And you deducted a point for that. All right? Here we go. Let's try this expression. Don't be an over-officious jerk. <laughs> All right? Don't be an over-officious jerk. Deduct a point for that sportsmanship. Because the guy's excited? Bad sportsmanship is him showing the other guy up. Yeah, I got you putting his finger in his face or taking a headgear. Yeah, throwing it at his feet. How about that one? He took it off with, ah, I won. Because he was so emotional about it that he won. He wasn't trying to show anybody up. Yeah, you have to, in that job, you've got to have judgment. You've got to have judgment. As far as I don't care what, you know, I don't care if the guy's sitting right here. I'd tell him straight to his face. You showed poor judgment there. It had nothing to do with the winning and losing of the dual meet. Zero. Okay? But I'm sick and tired of poor judgment. Oh, it's a sportsmanship penalty. Cut me. What, what poor sportsmanship? Being excited that you won for yourself, for your team? That's all that kid was. He wasn't trying to show up Ohio State, wasn't trying to show up the kid or anything like that. He just picked up a huge win right there at the wire. Boom. Yes. What is wrong with that? Nothing. You got to stop trying to take the emotion out of sports. Okay? If you expect the crowd to get emotional about it, it's okay for the athletes to get emotional too. Just don't cross the line. Don't take it and throw it at his feet, point at him. Now that's poor sportsmanship. Okay? It really doesn't take a genius to know what poor sportsmanship is. Okay, It doesn't take a genius. You can tell right away what's poor sportsmanship. The other day I'm doing a basketball game at Northwestern. right? Gaines and, and Lamar Stevens got technicals. They're jawing at each other, use some language they shouldn't use, they got double-teed. Okay, that's, I mean, is that poor sportsmanship? Yeah. Taking your headgear off, like, yeah, I'm back, boom, and throwing it that no. The old Marv Levy line, you over-officious jerk. Marv, you aren't wrong. We're getting too much into the letter of the... Well, how about some common sense? Let's try common sense, see how it works. I saw that, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me for that, really? I thought when they said he was going to get deducted a point, I thought he did something really egregious. I'm like, that is a point? Ay, ay, ay. He had nothing to do with the outcome. As soon as he won, you kind of knew it was over. <laughs> it was the first battle of the night. And you could see every shoulder on the Ohio State bench slump. Uh-oh. 
And then when Lee won, I was like, oh, no. Put me on a rotisserie and watch me spin for 90 minutes. By the way, on the line, we have one of the loudest Penn State fans that was there. Well, I, I don't have my – I have no idea who it is. So. Oh, okay. Oh, it was our buddy Dick from Milton. Oh, hi, Dick. How are you? Steve, I just wanted to make uh, several, two comments. First of all, I'm not sure how. We had uh, two bus loads, 94 people, I think, and students, maybe about 50. So they took three buses, and they, we were louder than the 12,000 Ohio State fans. It was like being in church. Well, Dick, to be honest with you, what did Ohio State do to get the 12,000 engaged? Well, they didn't do anything. That was part of the problem is they were taken out of it after the first two matches uh, with Young and Lee, and they never got back into it. But it, I never, I can't, I comment, I just don't know how you could keep 12,000 people that quiet for that long. And then, and then after the 197 pound, they left there like they were leaving the Titanic. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, it, it was after the first two I sat there and went, this thing is over, over. It's just going to depend on what the margin is. Because that was the part where they are supposed to make hay and build a lead. We talked about they might have been too hyped up for it. Well, didn't Michigan beat them? Yeah, but it was a very close match. Like, it came down to the heavyweight match. Yeah, it well, came down to the heavyweight match. So and like did, the, did, the, did Penn State-Michigan come down to the heavyweight match? Uh, No. No, exactly. that was last week that's, over at, that, at Bryce Jordan. Exactly. You know, that's my of, point. That's my point. Yeah. They're they're evenly matched. Nobody is evenly matched with Penn State. Well, not so far. And obviously, they got to do Big Tens, and then you got to do the NCAA's, and then but there'll be that's a little bit. Other, but that's a little different, though. That's a little yeah. that's a little different, though, Dick. Because I actually believe that Penn State's actually a better tournament team point wise than they are a dual meet team. Well, they, they they probably are. Yeah, I'm not disputing that. But now now you throw other conferences in, just besides the especially. I mean, I go to nationals. There'll be some other really good kids there. You know, from other sort schools. of. Sort of. <laughs> well, there are the kid. They got some. They have some national chance returning at other weight classes. The kid out of Cornell is a sophomore, yeah. one forty-one pounder. But, but, they, but see, there'll be other ones. But, be there but to be honest with you, but Dick, they don't factor in the national championship race. No, no, no. Kid, I'm not kid, talking kid, about. I'm kid, not talking kid, about anybody kid, win, kid winning Cornell the win. I'm just talking about <laughs> winning individual weight classes. And you oh know, yeah, you may have somebody win a weight class, but Penn State's going to win the national championship because well, you're talking about one yeah, boring, guy against yeah. eight. Boring an injury. It's yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah. I understand that. I just I mean, cannot State, believe Penn State that any might have crowd could get by that Friday quiet night. that fast. Well, no. because because everything they had was rolled into what they did early. That was the whole strategy. That place was then supposed to give them momentum heading into what they perceived as the fifty-fifty bouts. When they got nothing early in what was supposed to be their guarantee, even they're smart enough to know that I wasted my money tonight. If I, they might have won a match and maybe had a little bit more momentum. Yeah, and they got nothing. They got you know, they, get, well, they didn't expect to lose at 133. They did not expect to lose. And then at no. 141, I don't think they expected to lose. So. And there again, Penn State had two starters out again. <laughs> still one. Huh? It's, it's, and still one. I mean, with, yeah. with complete ease. And look, I mean, and, and they're down 5 nothing after two bouts where they thought they'd be up 6 nothing and maybe 8 nothing. Oh, yeah, I know. I understand. 
So it's a very, very, very somber, quiet crowd. In fact, as I say, our church yesterday might have been a little louder than their 12,000 people at times. Well, you, you, you go to the, you, my understanding is you actually go to the raucous mass. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been in church services, have been pretty loud already. Uh, not not my church, but I've been there, you know, those praise services. But uh, as I say, they were out of the match and, and they were very, uh, they were polite too. They weren't, they weren't making a lot of derogatory tr- comments towards Penn State. So it was, they were a polite wrestling crowd that was just shell shocked. Yeah. And that's the best Penn State's wrestled all year. Uh, they wrestled very well, and ma- every match for match, they just they were they wrestled really well. And I mean, it's coaching. It's all coaching. It's all kids. It's it's a it's it's just the culture. It's the way it is. And, and Nickel is not only the most dynamic wrestler in the country; it's actually one of the more dynamic student athletes in the country, regardless of sport. I was going to tell you, because you guys were talking in the Hodge Awards, but there's lots of comments on the one wrestling site today because it's, because it's going to come down right now to North and Nichols and somebody. Maybe a lot of people have been thinking, well, geez, it would be nice to have co-winners. But North hard to, hard to beat also. He just is. Oh, North, North's incredible. What separates Nickel is the flair and how dynamic he is. And North is a pinning machine as well, but North's also more of a technician out there. I mean, he can tech fall you as well as pin you. Nickel doesn't tech fall anybody because he's like, first period, it's all right, we're done. The other thing about this, the next match, which is this weekend, they have two this weekend, and they will beat DiMaggio's record because they've tied it right now. Okay. I think it's 56 wins, and I think that was his, wasn't that his batting streak, 56? 56 game hitting streak. Right, so basically they're tied, all tied now. Penn State's uh, win streak and that, so we're going to win. We're going we're to beat him. Not that it is a big deal, but it's kind of interesting. I guess. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a big deal just because of the number. But you know, you only wrestle X amount of dual meets a year, so it's really hard to get like a gigantic number going. They have a gigantic number going, but it's not like UCLA's eighty-eight in a row, UConn women's back because they play more games. Uh, and it's kind of, it's just, you know, one of the, I'll give you, like, when we talk about money for Penn State wrestling, it's hard for them to really get a lot of money wrestling at home because they only wrestle seven home dual mates. You can't, you know, so you can't, the fact that they've gone 55 in a row and they're not wrestling 30 times a year is remarkable. Remarkable. Well, it's kind of interesting. This is my last point on the way home. Our bus was, the, we had Alan Smith, who's the president of the, of the wrestling club. And what he did is he, he played the Lee and the Nichols, Jeff Byers, uh, doing the matches over the loudspeaker on the bus. It was wow. real unbelievable. He was really pumped up. We don't maybe sure didn't hear that out there, but on the way home, we got to hear both those matches as Jeff, only Jeff Byers could call them. Exactly. It was interesting. It was loud. Happy so it was, we were louder on the bus than they were. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I believe. That I believe. So anyhow, all right, nice talking to you. You too, Moving Dick. On. Thanks. Yep, on to the next dual meet. Hey, number two, number five, whatever. They, I guess they were number five now after they lost to, to Michigan. But, yeah, that group dusted. That group, as Dick Girardi would say, gone. And so are we for a couple minutes on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Auto, home, life, business, whatever it may be, they're the insurance experts. They take good care of you. They find you the right insurance, you're covered. They find you the best absolute price. Your budget's important. They update you, and if there's ever a need with a claim, nobody will work harder for you than Purdy Insurance. Purdy Insurance Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Great product, great service department. Very quickly, winter storm warning is now in effect for our area. Until 6 o'clock tomorrow. Talking about 3 to 6 inches in the valley here in the Clearfield, Northern, Southern, Center Counties, Mifflin, and Juniata Counties. They're talking about 4 to 7 inches between now and 6 tomorrow night. So just file that away. We will never file away Tony and Shemokin. Hello, Tony. How are you? <laughs> hey, good afternoon. Uh, I was watching a match the other night that kid with the shaved head that wrestled for Penn State. I think his name was Xander Kellen, something like that. Yeah, at the 149, yeah. yeah. Uh, at the end of the match, he got penalized a point for stalling. But if I remember, he was driving the guy out of bounds. Why was he penalized for stalling? I don't know why. I was really surprised when they said that. I'm thinking, what, what is he stalling? He's not stalling? Yeah, uh, and... Uh, and didn't uh, the guy that Bo Nickel beat? Didn't Kazar and Rashid both beat him last year? I believe so. Yes, but he at that weight yeah. class, you know, he's you know the highest ranking return guy. Uh huh. So he's number two. But as I pointed out earlier, when Bo Nickel's in your weight class, number two might as well be number twenty. Be number twenty. <laughs> yeah, uh, I he, think this guy's got to have a. Thing you can see in the Penn State uniform. Well, all I know is that you know if I were if I were him, I'd, I'd enjoy the view from the number two spot in the podium. 
you know, high school wrestling, like, you know, is it as popular as it used to be? I don't think it is. Uh, let's see. Jeff Byers was on last week. Look, you have to. Con- there's certain things that have to be conceded. Number one, it is not as popular in this state as it was five to ten yeah. years ago. Uh, probably same in Ohio, but they will tell you that there might be more participation. Believe it or not, in the South, like North Carolina, places in the South, like that. That's yeah, yeah, that you know. Now there's been a population shift, obviously. But they will. Jeff said that they're they're sensing that there's more people, more young people getting involved in the southern states, mm. and they're going to add three more programs to Division One next year. Now, it's right. great that they're adding programs. I mean, that's fine. But when it is a directional school that's doing it, now you've got. You know, it's like okay, that adds to your numbers. What you need is to have what happened in ice hockey. What blew everybody's doors off in ice hockey? Oh, my goodness. Penn State added men's ice hockey. Wow. Well, that's what wrestling needs. They need Clemson or Alabama, somebody like that, to add wrestling. And the wrestling world go, wow. I mean, it's great adding all the directional schools you want. That's fine. You know, a West a West something here or a blank Chattanooga there, whatever. That That's fine because it adds to the numbers. Like Fresno State added it. I think last year Fresno State added it. That's nice. But what wrestling needs is Texas, is Texas to add it. You yeah. Know, where you sit back and go, whoa, because there are 65 division, there are power five schools. Everyone concedes that. Mm-hmm. 65 power five schools. Pac-12, Big 12, SEC, ACC, Big 10, plus Notre Dame, 65. Okay? The Big 10 has 100% participation. But the, but the Big 10 is the only one above 50% participation. Of the other 51 Power 5 schools, only 14 have wrestling. That's why you need to have a home run out there to kind of jolt everybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, locally, a lot of people don't remember this, but... Like Shemokin, where I'm from, we have 24 state champions. There's very few yeah. schools in the state that have more than us. And I was exactly. looking at uh, the 64 picture of the Shemokin team when only 10th, 11th, and 12th graders could wrestle. We had 73 kids out. Yeah. You're not seeing that participation level anymore. We used to have three or four kids listed in every weight class. And that's that's completely. But you know what, Tony? Let's be let's be honest about it, though. I think it's changed in almost every sport. I mean, football, oh, for has. example. The football, the numbers in football have shrunk. Uh, baseball and numbers have shrunk. I mean, actually, the when one I sport played. that's expanding is lacrosse. When I played high school football, we had 114 kids out. Yeah, and it didn't matter to you. There were there were 113 guys that were not as good as you, Tony. So you never were worried about oh, the no. numbers. And, and they knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, today you're lucky to get 45, 50 kids. I know. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I look, for example, now I know it's a small school, uh, but my daughter teaches in the Penns Valley School District. You know, if they've got 30 guys. 30 guys. That, that's a big deal. Really, 
But you really can't have a good practice with only 30 guys. No, it's impossible. And that's why when and years ago you had certain people calling for college football scholarships to be knocked down to 50 or 60. Why do they yeah. need 85? Well, you need 85 because you can't even remotely have a quality practice unless you have numbers. You have no chance. That's right. So, Oh, well, at least kids are still going out. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Shemokin couldn't field the seventh-grade baseball team. That's nine kids. Yeah, that, that's sad. Yeah, lacrosse is the one that's that seems to be gaining in some popularity. Soccer's been okay, but even the soccer numbers are a little bit down. Yeah, football football numbers are a little bit down. Wrestling numbers are down. Uh, now some of that's pop, some of that's population, Tony. So let's be fair, because obviously yeah. there's been population that's moved south. You know, it's, that's and, why, for example, and a that's lot why of them for example, moving to different school districts too. Yeah, different different school districts. I mean, that's why that's why the suit moved to Southern Columbia. He thought that it was south. <laughs> I mean, it's like I'm like it's, it's, Sean and I. Sean and well, I just shook our heads. So there are even important announcers in Southern now. Oh, believe me, any, anywhere he goes, Madison Square Garden, Sealands Grove, to him, what's the difference? <laughs> He's a good guy. Hey, hey, listen, you have a great is. day. I'm going hey, out of town. I don't want nobody to see me on the phone. Hey, Tony, absolute pleasure. Take care. Sealands Grove, the garden, what's the difference? Phil Lockoff, Jim, Madison Square Garden, what's the difference? By the way, speaking of which, tonight, Shikalimi's at home at the Phil Lockoff Gym. As Shikalimi takes on Southern Columbia, the Chief will be doing the game from the Shikalimi point of view and the suit from the Southern Columbia point of view. Oh, it should okay. be great. Yeah. It should be great. <laughs> Moved up the airtime tonight, 545. Uh, don't forget, and Bucknell has their game with Lehigh tonight. 7 o'clock, CBS Sportsnet, right? Orange out has been declared yeah. once again, yes. Yeah. Yep. Keep that stranglehold on top of the conference. You did not think I was paying attention. Ah, come on. Never think that. Then they'll you be off to then they'll be off till Saturday. Then that, that then they'll be heading up to Holy Cross at that point for a weekend. Oh, boy, the Sue could use that. Worcester. Oh, oh yeah, they go yeah, they're gonna go up to Worcester, yeah. Worcester. <laughs> By the way, we have been in contact with Bucknell to uh have the uh, new football coach join us and we'll We'll get that lined up here eventually. So once he's ready to uh, do some media interviews, he'll be with us. So. I mean, to me, I, my advice to him would be not to blow this show off. No. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, not really. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> It'd be great if we get him. All right. Uh, we are now into, and this is no anniversary date, but we're now into our eighth year doing this show. I believe it was last, I want to say last Tuesday, the 6th. So it was February 6th, 2012. The yeah. debut show. That's my bad. I should have brought that up last week, and I did not. So You're a disgrace. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm number four on the depth chart in my own house. <laughs> You're number four in your house. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I've got wife, five children, 
all married. Well, Chris is about to get married, right? Five grandchildren, four dogs. I'm like 21. Now my mother-in-law's still alive, 22. Now both her sisters. Now I'm 23. One brother, 24. The other brother she doesn't like, so I'm, I'm ahead of him. If I, if I ever fall behind him, I'm in really bad shape. <laughs> you know, my son Dan listens to this show occasionally. Right? He's laughing as he listens to that. So what do we refer to Gary Goloshevsky as? The tailgate king? What? Big fan of the show? Ultimate yes. fan of the show. Yeah, but the tailgate what? Yeah, tailgate what king. Yeah. Football tailgate king. Extraordinary. <laughs> Extraordinary. I'm just only going by the descriptions you have given me at past Gary tailgates. So I'm rolling from that accurate information I've received by you. Oh, he throws his heart and soul into it. Yeah. But in the end, it really is the Tom McGrath tailgate. He's just really... It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like being the concierge at the hotel. <laughs> you know, the Marriott's own it. <laughs> okay, we'll come, we'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. The Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament's either going to be the 1st or the 8th of May. Based on the weather forecast and a winter storm warning, the 1st or the 8th of May can't get here soon enough. And uh, we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. They finished up the AT&T Pebble Beach Classic today. And Phil Mickelson, part 17, birdied 18, and won by three shots. His 44th win, second consecutive year he's had a win. It's actually his first win on U.S. soil since 2012, because his previous two wins have been the 2013 British Open, and then last year, yeah, he won in the PGA Tour, but that was the one in Mexico. But, uh, yeah, after finishing second in uh, Palm Springs, he ends up winning at Pebble Pebble Beach. Uh, Peter Costas asked if this was a great prep, and what does it do for his confidence heading into the U.S. Open, because Pebble Beach is also hosting the U.S. Open. He said, none. He said it'll be a completely different course when they do that one. And he's absolutely right. All right. So that's the sports news of the day. Kyler Murray has decided that it is football, not baseball. He's going to give back almost all the money, not all. I think all but 200000 of his signing bonus he's going to give back to the A's. But he is committed to playing football. And he made that decision and announced it today. I think, what, Instagram, Twitter, something? And there's another name in the transfer portal for Penn State football. It is wide receiver Cam Sullivan-Brown. So there you go. The team is working out right now. Football team is working out right now. Uh, I was given a... I was given some of their schedule. 
because at some point I am going to go over just to get a look. I I do it once a year, usually in February. It's usually mid second third week of February. I like to go over, take a look, get a gauge on some things. And yes, I end up reporting back to you. It's you know as to certain things I see. All right. And I was thinking about this week, but it may end up being next week that I go over. We'll see. We'll see. The next opportunity will be Wednesday after this to do it. But we'll see about that. The Alliance of American Football began over the weekend. And uh, it's great to hear Coach Hort doing Orlando's games on radio. Oh, wow. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he was. He says, he said, I feel like I've landed in a great spot. <laughs> and then he was going on about, he said, oh, the previous guy I worked with, I was like, well, ooh. I almost turned it off out of loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> I watched about oh. first, the uh, first quarter of the uh, San Diego-San Antonio game, and uh, quicker pace, you know, 35-second clock instead well, of a 40 yeah. in between plays. But you know what, though? You know what they need? And look, I expected defense to dominate because it is. That's the way it is early for most football. And what they need is, and hopefully by the fifth week they've got this, they need more offense in the game. They need more offense. Because you're trying to get people excited about what's going on. When the game is 9 nothing going to the fourth quarter, they're like, okay. Or the San Antonio game was, what, 15-6? to Birmingham, Memphis was nine nothing going to the fourth quarter. San Antonio won the game fifteen six, and they scored late to make it fifteen six. Arizona was at least fun to watch. Uh, Orlando looked like they were fun to watch. You know, and actually, the Orlando game part of it was on the radio, and I was driving back from hockey. Coach Hort seemed to be. Excited by the fresh start. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.